G'day, wombats. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Terry James Show. I'm so glad to have you here on this 4th of July weekend. The wombat thing started as a joke. Organically, it's kind of got legs. People like being called wombats. I'm a fellow wombat. I had no idea. I was just joking around. And I love the way things happen like that. That's a lot of fun. So thanks for playing the game with me. And thanks for, I don't know, just uh, being open-minded to be a wombat, I guess. Maybe there's got to be an acronym or something for the wombat. What does the W stand for and the O and the NAM and the B-A-T? Hey, if anybody could come up with that, let me know. Hit me up at terryjames.com. Hit me up in the comment section. If you got a, a good acronym and we end up using it, I'll go ahead and give you a, a, a t-shirt. There you go. See how, see how hard that is? I'm throwing stuff at you. It's like little wombat food. <laughs> anyway, guys, listen. Happy 4th of July weekend as we celebrate our nation's independence. Whew. It's an interesting time in the world, isn't it? Very, very interesting time. You can also celebrate your own independence. I, I've done that many times. You know, did you dump some people in your life that had some baggage that were always just a downer to be around? You could celebrate that kind of independence if you want. But hey, it's the 4th of July. I like the 4th of July. There's hot dogs and burgers and sun. And what's not to like about it? You know, freedom. We got our freedoms, damn it. So... Anyway, uh, Sherry and I are going to be out on the road. We're going to be going on to the Oregon coast. And I'm taking these new microphone things that I have with me. And I'm hoping that we can record things on the way to the, the uh, place we're staying as uh, for the uh, Gang of Two podcast. But also for this podcast, where I'll be sitting out, you can see it, I'll be, you know, I, I've always said I'm going to do things on the road. It's not always going to be in the studio. It's when things hit me. So this next show may be an example of that. This is show number 10. I can't thank you guys enough for all the calls and all the messages and knowing that this is going to be trial and error. This is research and development right now. 10 shows in. I haven't begun to do some of the things I want to do. I'm just learning how to do the video and the editing and, and all that stuff. You know, I've been in the, the broadcasting profession for many years, but I've never really had to do all my own stuff. Usually somebody much brighter than I is doing that. And so now I'm juggling all the, all the plates. I'm spinning all of them. You don't juggle plates. I guess if you're a good juggler, you can juggle plates. What am I saying? But uh, thank you. That's all I'm trying to say to you guys is thank you so much for being here for the ride. I know that I uh, plan to use some uh, guests on the show, get some really cool people on the show, and we'll be able to see them on the YouTube portion of the show as well. I've, I'm working on that behind the scenes. A lot of people have reached out and said, hey, how can we help you out? Do you have a Patreon or anything like that? You know, I'm going to tell you, I don't like nickel and diamond people. I am not good at asking for financial help. Don't like it, but that's the way the game is played, but I'm not ready for that yet. There were only 10 shows in. Let me see if, uh, where this is going to go. This could go any, uh, any way, any direction. I could be like, ah, fuck it. It could be that. Or it could be, uh, these guests could take things off. I mean, I just am having so much fun 
talking about these things with you guys and getting the responses from you. And I'm, I'm telling you, it's really, I don't want to sound corny, but it's pretty damn touching. I, I didn't think it was going to be this, this tight of a bond that, uh, that I'm feeling. And I really appreciate it. I, uh, you can't get that. A lot of people can't get that when they just try to set out to do regular stuff. All right. What do we got on today's show? Um, let's see here. Hold on. This is uh, stuff I've already recorded that you're going to see here in a minute. Uh, let's see here. Uh, missed opportunities. We're going to talk about missed opportunities. If you think that you've missed a few things in your life, I have a different way to look at this right now through a few missed opportunities that I believe that I had that turns out weren't so, weren't so uh, as important as I thought it was going to be. I also choked. Yes, not like a, uh, not metaphorically. This is a legitimate choke. I almost died. It happened quite a few years ago, but I was reminded of it because of a YouTube video that I watched this week, which I'm going to be talking about here in a little bit. And you'll be surprised at who in my inner circle, my the tightest inner circle of my people, you'd be surprised who jumped into action to save my life. That's coming up. And uh, let's just start things off with, with a little bit of quote. There. I'm not going to say what else we have because, you know, this, this is what we're doing. Once again, thank you so much for being here. I truly love and appreciate you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I'm always down for a good motivational quote. And I saw one today that I thought I wanted to pass along to you. It says, sometimes good things don't happen to you because you don't really need it. Now, let's be honest. These motivational quotes, they're out there and people like them because they make us feel good momentarily. Right there, I'm supposed to go, yeah, maybe that's why. I don't really need these things that I really want, that I've really been working hard for, that I've been concentrating on day in and day out for year after year after year. I guess I don't need it. I don't think that's true. <laughs> you know, these design quotes, yeah, they, they make you feel good for the current situation you're in. And you know what? That's a good thing. I'm not here to bash that or anything like that. Like I said, in a way, it's true. The more I move on in life and the more I get to know myself and the more I get to know what my capabilities are, uh, the more focused I've become over the last few years, which I really have, I, I realize I don't need as much. But the stuff that I need, oh, do I need. And oh, do I want. So I refuse to believe that I, I don't really need it. It's one way to think about, you know, God has a plan for you. Whatever will be, will be. Que sera, sera. You know, you know, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, they make you feel good at the moment. But right now, I'm not feeling so good. I'm not feeling so good. I have been busting my ass on a few different things in my life. Don't really see a lot of, uh, not getting a lot back. Let's just put it that way. And maybe that's true. Maybe I don't need it. But I sure want it. And I know you do too. I know that you've got your own goals and dreams. And I'm here to tell you, once you, you get them more focused 
and you you start to realize, and, and you've seen me work through shit on this show. You've seen me go through all this stuff. You've seen me go through different variations of podcasts, in some cases just getting rid of them all together. You've seen the, the things that I, I want to do. I have a very active imagination, but the older I get, the more I have to realize, no, you know what? I don't think a big giant acting career is in my future. I don't think being a headlining stand-up comedian is in my future. Sure, I could go ahead and hold my own on, on stage and, and do some comedy for, you know, 10, 15 minutes and walk off and people will go, hey, that guy was pretty good. That's as far as I get with this, <laughs> you know? And that's the way things are going in my life. I'm tired of just being okay. I'm tired of it. Aren't you guys tired of it? It exhausts me. On my basketball team, I was the, the, the worst player on the team, but I made the team. In radio, the syndicated show that we have, it's a good thing. We've done quite well. We've had a, an amazing career, and I'm not trying to knock it, but it's never as good as it could be for various reasons. And I can point all those out too. Of course, none of them my fault, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, there's things that I, I think I need. I think I need to see some sort of something for the effort. I think I need that. I think I need to uh, a little something from the universe that says, Hey dude, I got your back. Right now, I've been just throwing stuff out to the universe, doing everything the universe asks. We've all done this. We all do this. We all think we're doing good. And when I go down my checklist of what I think is good, I've got just about everything. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really doing what I set out to do, but nothing's showing up yet. And I know you want some specific examples and I don't really have any that I would like to share right now because a lot of them are just very personal things. I'm not asking for a lot. I'm not thinking, oh, I could finally get that Porsche again. I, the, none of this is like that. None of my ideas and goals and dreams are, are out there like crazy like they used to be. Maybe they should be. I may as well reach for the freaking stars again. I'm just, I'm just shooting for some very attainable things. And I want some, I want some fun. I want some feedback. I want some, I want the universe to go, you know what? There's a little taste for you. This, I, I know you're out here. I know you're doing good. I know you're trying. Bigger things are going to come. But right now, it's just a constant uh, ass beating. And I know we all go through it. Sometimes good things don't happen because you don't really need them. That's the quote. Yeah, that probably makes some of you feel good right now, but I got, to I got news for you. I, that, that son of a bitch did not help me at all. Hey guys, uh, so, so I just saw a video online. Let me fix this uh, camera here. I uh, just saw a video online of a little kid walking down the street, busy downtown urban area. He's walking with his mom, I believe maybe grandmother. The kids, uh, I don't, I'm not really good at guessing ages. I'm going to say four. Uh, 
but could be 40. I don't know. <laughs> That's how good I am at the kid game. However, here's the deal. The little kid's walking down the street and he I, apparently is choking on a candy. He's got a candy stuck in his throat. The mom doesn't know what to do. The kid's bent over. The stranger comes walking by and starts to try to give the little kid. Uh, he's old enough to walk, you know, the, the Heimlich. And the guy's just like trying to, to work it out, you know, banging on the kid's chest or whatever, trying to, you know, trying to do the Heimlich. And it took a while. I was scared for the kid. I'm going, well, must, they're not going to show a dead kid. It, was, it took that long. I'm going, they're not going to show a dead kid online. But then I thought, well, it's Twitter. So, of course they will. But I was watching this, and finally the little kid spit out the candy. And he kind of worked his way over to the mom. Very confused child. Scared out of his mind. And the stranger walks over and takes the kid and kisses him on top of the head and then walks away. Very touching, very touching thing. I know that scared feeling in your, uh, in the face. And I know that scared. I know that look in the eye where you go, Oh my God, what the hell just happened to me? I don't need these glasses on. Do I? Anyway. So I was sitting there and, um, I was at a place, uh, with my agent, Paul, they, the names deserve to be in this. My, my wife, Sherry, we were all at this table. We we're at this bar for happy hour somewhere downtown. I believe there was somebody else there, but I don't remember who was there only because I want to point out that two of the people that are most valuable to me in my life, my professional career, financially, all kinds of stuff. And two of the people that somewhat rely on my job and my abilities to pay the bills. Not saying that they don't have their own talents. Obviously, they do. They'd be fine without me. I'm just saying I'm an important cog in their fucking wheel. I'm sitting there. I don't know what we were eating, but something got stuck in my throat. You want to know who jumped up for the rescue to jump to save me? Nobody. Nobody. My agent was like, oh, wow, look at this. What's going on? My wife was like, can somebody help? What do you mean can somebody, what, can't, can't you do something? I literally, and I hate, people hate saying when you say little, but I seriously thought I was going to die. I wasn't breathing for a while there. I couldn't figure out a way to breathe. I was f afraid of everything. I mean, I saw my life flashing in front of my eyes and two of the people that were most important to me had no clue what to do or even if they knew what to do weren't gonna do it <laughs> i will never let them forget that moment i think it's important to have moments like that i think it's important to have the oh yeah what about the time you almost let me die fucking moments Sometimes it's pretty easy to feel like you missed out on something. Anything. Could be the timing of a, a situation. All my, all my buddies went to this place and I didn't get to go because I had to work. Or 
maybe I missed out on going to the college I really wanted to go to because my grades weren't up. Or There's so many different examples of the way you can feel like you you just really missed your opportunity. You missed something at all. You know, you're, you know, and, and in my case, it was really strange because I got a real late start in life. I didn't start to see success till I got a little older. I didn't date girls till I was a little older. It, it was really weird. I, I lived in a condominium in Mission Viejo, California. It wasn't one like I'm living in here. It was, you know, these more townhome type of thing. And there were very, it was a cheaper place to live, but there were just very few families there. There were very few kids there. So there were a handful of, of guys. There was Wes. Let me see here. There's Freddie. There was Steve. There was uh, Duke and Pete, the, 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 the Ames brothers. And they were kind of all different, varied in ages. There was Mike, and I think that was a Tom. I think that was about it. That was about it. And it was weird because, like I said, I I got a late start in life. I was I I'm a late bloomer. Some and it sucks because when everybody else was further along in their careers, I wasn't. When everybody else was further along sexually, I had no idea what was going on. I was just always more than a step behind, more than a step behind. Now, speaking of the sex part, <clears throat> when we lived in this condo, there was not only were there a few uh, guys, there were a few women, a few girls out there. Lorraine, Cindy, you know, Yes, the, I could see clearly now Lorraine is gone. Girl, yeah, I was a very mean kid making fun of her weight. All these things you feel bad about. You don't know. You don't know when you're a kid. You're stupid. You're just stupid as a kid. You say dumb things. You do dumb things. But one by one, I remember when one of the guys, the first guy in the group of kids would play, you know, basketball or whatever at night, you know, got laid. He told everybody about it, but he wasn't like in a bragging way. This guy was a kind of a goofy kid, got some. Next thing you know, he was like uh, Don Juan or something. He was smooth. He wasn't, oh, you know, when, when people would ask him like, hey, man, what was it like? What was it like? What was it to feel a boob? What was it like to do all this stuff? He was like, like I said, the, the, you know, in some, just some, the smoothest guy in the world. He's like, it's no big thing, man. It's like, well, who are you? Well, you changed. What, all of a sudden you're a, a real man. What is going on? So he kind of left the group because he, he was getting some. And this happens even in today's day and age. No matter what age you are, when your friends start dating somebody, get married, have children, their life changes. Life is supposed to evolve. You're not going to hang out with your buddies all day long. And even at a young age, I knew this. But it didn't make me feel like any better by any means. Like I said, I felt like, uh, wow, this guy, you know, is a whole different person. He's talking about stuff I, I can't even identify with. Then the next guy got laid. Same thing. This guy was so smooth all of a sudden. 
Then the next guy got laid. And then there were like just two people. Then that guy got laid. And then there was me. And I'm not upset because I was the last guy in the block to, to have sex or anything like that. It was just sad because I lost my friends. And I have never been a person. All, obviously, I love women. I, I, you know, I have made decisions based on women, based on sex, based on... I've done all the dumb stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm not patting myself on the back here. But I've never been one to lose sight of my dreams over a girl. I've never been one for that. Sure, I've been one to like dump friends because, hey, sorry, I got something. I'm going to go get it. You know, I'm going to get after this, you know. But I've, I've never been that person to, I wasn't jealous that the kids were having sex. I was just sad that I was losing my friends. And then when I think back about it now, it all worked out for a reason. It all worked out for a reason. The benefits of not being driven by sex all the time have been that I have been able to keep my dreams alive. I've been able to take steps towards my goals and dreams. Sure, I've had pockets of time where I had to spend more time building or nourishing a relationship, but that doesn't last a long time. One of the first things I ever said to Sherry was, I just have to tell you this, and I laid everything on the table when I met her. I told her I had no money. I told her all kinds of stuff. I just laid it all on the table. I just said, hey, um, I, uh, you're going to, for a while, almost take second place with me, just so you know. And it doesn't mean that I don't love you or want to be with you. I'm always going to make the decision. I'm always going to choose first. It's almost like a mother choosing a child first to say, you know, things like that. I would not go on a date with her because I had an opportunity to do a radio shift or anything like that, that, or, or cause I could go do stand up one night or things like that, you know, leave her home on a Friday night. I got to go to stand up. I got to go get my five minutes on stage somewhere and get my ass handed to me. I don't know why, but this allowed me. And I told her, I said, you're going to take second place. I love what I've chosen to do for a living. And you know what she said? She said, you know what? I've never dated a guy that really cared about a job. I, she doesn't like my job. Sherry doesn't like my job. But she said, I never dated a guy who really cared about their future the way you do. You know, I just, uh, you know, it's always just about sex, things like that. You know, so I guess that was a different, a, a breath of fresh air maybe to her. So my point is, is that I, Things always work out for a reason. My not being driven by sex, my not being a partier. I, you know, I've never done all the partying. I've never gone out drinking all the time. I'm not, you know, I, I don't drink a lot. I, I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not an after party, after show kind of guy. I, I like being alone. I like going home. I just like that. And it all, even though when people say, God, you missed out on so many stories, on so many opportunities, on so many, and yes, you're probably right. But the older I get now, I'm realizing it served me well. It absolutely served me well. So no matter where you are in your life right now, no matter all the opportunities you think you've missed, something really good has probably come from it. So if you're letting those feelings of, 
God, I really missed out, man. Uh, I should have done this. I should have done that. Think about it, though. Put some serious thought into it and realize your life is probably better because you missed out on those opportunities. We don't get to do everything we want to do in life. We don't get every job we want. We don't get every girl we want. We don't get that stuff in life. We miss out on a lot of things. Hell, obviously we miss out on a lot more than we ever get to do. Like I talked about in a previous episode, man, my I got a wild imagination. I still think I have a lot to offer this world and I still am dreaming and putting myself in my mind and other situations. Oh, this is going to happen when that happens. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. Bottom line, like I was just trying to say, you did not miss out on anything. If you do and it's really hurting your heart and you really feel like it's held you back, if you did some serious soul searching, I bet you would find out about all the good things that came from the things that you thought that you missed out on. So Mark Cuban is in the news right now, and I'm not sure exactly why. I'm not going to research the whole thing. I just know at some point, it depends on what side you're on, if you like Mark Cuban now or not. Somehow, a guy who's trying to save people money on prescription drugs is the devil because he and Elon Musk are fighting now. (laughs) There's nothing better than a billionaire pissing contest, isn't there? Listen, I'm not going to get into that whole thing. I still am a believer that you're allowed to like whoever you want to like. And you're allowed to like both of them. I'm one of the guys that admires both of them for their own set of skills. I don't have to hate one because a senator told me not to like them or some podcast host told me not to like them. Get your own fucking mind, people. All right. Here's why I'm bringing him up. I saw it on the news, saw it on Twitter type of thing that he's uh, feuding back and forth. And it reminded me of a time that I got to watch Mark Cuban work up close. And this is a valuable lesson that I learned. And hopefully you guys will get something from this if you uh, just have an open mind. Okay. First of all, living in Dallas, the radio show in Dallas, Mark Cuban knew who we were. And we had a a somewhat of a relationship with Mark Cuban. We've donated to his uh, warrior fund. We still do from time to time. We, uh, We do a lot of things like that. But we were doing a television pilot and we told Mark about it. And Mark paid for it. He had a TV network at the time and it was really interesting. He sent in a crew. It was so half assed. We really didn't have an idea. We were just like, hey, let's do a reality show about a radio show trying to make it. This was a long time ago. So he sent over a crew. They had cameras on dollies. They did all kinds of stuff. It didn't turn out good at all. I was not happy with it. It was really cool because Mark actually said to me, so what do you think of that? What do you think what we got? And I said, I don't like it. He goes, I don't either. (laughs) So we left it at that. Still remaining friends, obviously just a swing and a miss. We didn't know what was going on. We weren't prepared. He had a TV network that he wasn't sure he was going to do with it at the time. I think it was called Axis or something. I don't remember the name of the network. 
I just remember delivering a tape to his house, him immediately getting back to us and going, eh, I don't know. It's really not. Let's, let's stay on the drawing board on this. Let's keep working on this. So later on, he also decided to get involved in the MMA game. And by getting involved in the MMA game, that meant that he just wanted to use his TV network to broadcast a lot of games or games and a lot of matches. So he invited us to invite a bunch of our listeners to a suite in Dallas to watch this MMA event that he was putting on. So I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what was going on. All I know is he gave us a free suite and we said, yeah, let's do it. There was some food involved and everything. So our listeners had a real good time. We had some listeners win. Sherry went. We just had a great time. About a third of the way through, here comes Mark Cuban up to our suite. I was going, okay, uh, nice of him to stop by. That was really cool of him to do that with our listeners there. Not only did they get the free thing, they got to meet Mark, which was an added bonus. Mark did not leave. Mark took out a notepad and Mark started asking everybody what they liked, what they disliked about MMA, what could make it more fun, what could make it more this. And he was specifically talking to the women mostly. And he spent a lot of time with my wife, Sherry. Get your mind out of the gutter. He spent a lot of time with Sherry talking about what women would like more in the, the sport and what don't you like. And he was taking notes like crazy. And I just remember sitting there going, who, I mean, I was, I was sitting, uh, Sherry was sitting in between me and Mark and he was just rattling off questions and Sherry was given honest answers. Sherry can't help, but be honest, almost brutally honest to, to, to a point where I think he really appreciated the insight that she was giving him. Now, I was just watching this guy work and I'm going, wait a minute, Terry, this is a valuable lesson. This is a billionaire right here asking questions with the fans or the, or the soon-to-be fans of MMA and his TV network and all this. It blew me away how hard this guy was working on a Saturday night, putting on an event, and just, I mean, it was so inspirational to me. I started paying attention to the questions he was asking and how in-depth they were. There were things that I never thought of. I thought it was just, hey, what do you think would make this more fun? Should we sell more popcorn? He was getting into, what do you, do you think that, um, what do you think about the, the ring girls? What do you think about all kinds of different things? It had nothing to do with food. It had to be, it was on a, I wish I could remember all the commercials, I mean, all the comments, but I remember thinking, God, this is on such a much deeper level. He's asking these questions, questions that are not normal questions. So in my mind, I'm going, wow, this is why this guy's a billionaire. So, I have really taken that to heart. His work ethic to me, and I think back along the lines of this. I appreciate my time with Mark Cuban. I appreciate these valuable lessons. There's a reason why he is where he is, whether you like him or not. Successful people are successful people. And I think he's got a, a good heart. I think his heart's in the right place. I think he wants to help people. I don't think that he looks at somebody with an idea and says, who the fuck are you? I mean, you got to be prepared, but I, I just think that it was really a valuable lesson. And 
it kind of brought it all back to me again. And a lot of times I do think about it. I do think about how hard he worked. And, and I have other people in my life that I admire. Some people you know, some people you don't know. Some of them are friends of mine where I just go, wow, they really know how to make their life spin. They really know how to make it work. And I, I take these lessons, I stick them in my heart, I stick them in my pocket, I stick them in my head, and hopefully I'm able to conjure them up when I need them. I'm just blown away at the guy's work ethic. So today I was reminded of that little topical thing going on. And guys, don't sit there and make an, uh, your mind up about somebody because of what your favorite person on Twitter says. Absolutely ridiculous. If there's one thing that I'm nauseous about is why, and I'm going to get political here for a second. I've said it many times why we would kick somebody with a good idea out of the whole picture because they have an R by their name or because they have a D by their name. Absolutely ridiculous. Until we start to learn to work together and to start to support each other and have some conversations, which I don't think it's ever going to happen. I think we're fucked. So I, Hey, I just hoping that the world doesn't end while I'm still alive. How's that for some positive shit? Huh? Well, there you have it. Listening back to that, I, I feel like I've been pretty damn blessed, you know, to be able to experience that type of stuff in my life and to be close to some of those people. And there's many more where that came from. So I'm trying to pass on what I've learned to you guys. And I would like to thank you guys so much for being here again today. The only thing that I will ask of you, here comes the ask, is to please share the show. If I tweet about it or I put it on Facebook, just please share it. Maybe tell a friend to listen and download it and subscribe. I could, I would, I could use the help. I'd really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Until next week, have a fantastic, safe 4th of July weekend. Stay away from all the firecrackers. And if you're listening in another country, it's America's 4th of July. There's a lot of people in a lot of other countries. We have Australia, as you've heard on the show. I have uh, somebody that mentioned me from Belize, that mentioned the show from Belize. There is France. I'm trying to think of the other places. But anyway, who cares about that? Care about you. Just be safe this weekend. And we'll talk to you next week for another Terry James show.